Welcome to the Dads with Nerdy Ambitions podcast. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and joined with me today is the wonderful, the impeccable, the adorable, and the one guy I swear I am so jealous of, uh, because yeah. we get to talk about something that he got to do that I didn't, and... Uh, not not yet. You didn't do the Galactic Star Cruiser? Oh, I mean, oh, I, don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that, because... Okay. You know, it's 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 interesting. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, tonight our subject is the Disney World Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, the thing that everybody has heard about and very few have done, and we are blessed and honored to have had somebody uh. who's done it. <laughs> and David. So before we get into the subject of the night, and I I, I I reluctantly ask you this question: What have you been up to? Because we're talking about one of the things you've been up to. Right. But I'm sure there's other things, uh, like your favorite subject, uh, Dragon Con. Yeah. Well, that's coming up. So I've I, I had to I've I had a uh, family emergency, so I had to pack a couple weeks ago. Huh. So I, I haven't. I'm only taking only only <laughs> I'm only taking four costumes this year. Uh, how so, many do you normally take? Six to eight. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, isn't it only like three days? Five? It's five days. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, I, I'm usually there for four days, although I've started going. Okay, so officially the con runs Thursday through Monday. Mm-hmm. I leave first thing Monday morning, so I'm never there for Monday. And okay. then... Um, I've last year was the first year I went on Wednesday just to go on Wednesday. Uh, and, and that's, that's nice because, you know, you, I can get settled into my room. I can, uh, you can't pick up your badge then, but you know, I don't have to fight traffic on Thursday and then check into my room and then go get my badge and all that other stuff. So, uh, hmm. and some people, some people in some of the dragon con groups, they got there like Sunday and that just seems kind of excessive, but yeah. If you have the vacation time, why not? I guess. Uh, but I, mean, yeah, I guess it gives I, you time too, though, if you have any like things you need to fix real quick. Right. And, um, but at that point, if you don't have it done, you're kind of, you know, although I will also say that you, you can count, like most people are working in their rooms on Thursday night on a costume. I shouldn't say most people. A lot of people are. You hear horror mm-hmm. stories about it. Or you see people moving in with like their sewing machines. And I'm kind of <laughs> like, shouldn't you have done that before you got here? Um, but there's always something, and there's always a cosplay emergency that happens, you know, something mm-hmm. breaks or you need to replace a snap or, you know, I've got a cosplay repair kit that I take on basically everywhere that I go. Nice. Um, so, you know, it, those are necessary, but I'm going, I'm leaving Wednesday for that. And then uh, I'm going to, like I said, take off first thing Monday morning, but yeah, I'm only taking four costumes this year. Um, usually I'll, take six or eight but i don't always wear all of them mm. but it's nice to have options you know and, mm. and some days it's kind of like oh i'd wear this one except it's blazing hot and i don't want to wear my biker scout or something like that um uh, you know other times it's just nice to have a, a couple of extra casual costumes and not all of my costumes are actual costumes that require work mm. um like my loki variant costume is really just a t-shirt and the loki crown mm. and that's it so that doesn't take up any space. And, and so, but anyway, so uh, that's coming up. Um, are you watching uh, House of the Dragon? I haven't yet. I, I don't want to say I'm boycotting it, but I kind of am just because of, I, I eventually will watch it. 
but I, I have no desire just because of the bitter taste that Game of Thrones has left in my mouth okay. from beforehand. Uh, that being said, I have been enjoying uh, She-Hulk, which uh-huh. is an amazing yep. show. Yes. Um, but no, I'm assuming you've been watching House of the Dragon. Yes. The, 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 the nice thing about House of the Dragon is the source material for it, um, Fire and Blood, I haven't, I haven't read it. I just bought it on the Kindle, but I haven't read it. Mm. Um, it's already been written, and everybody already knows how it ends. Yeah. So, so the only thing they're left to do is basically just fill in the dialogue. And so it's not a situation like with Game of Thrones where, you know, Martin is five books into a seven book series when the show starts. And then eight years later, he's five books into a seven game or seven book series because mm-hmm. he'd been doing all these other things instead of, you know, doing do you, his job. Do you think he's ever actually going to come back to the Game of Thrones books? No. I, I don't. So I, like the only reason I will is like once the like the the royalty checks stop coming in and he's like, oh, I should probably write these books again. Well, but but he doesn't need the money. I mean, it. The deal he made with HBO should have set him up with generational wealth. Mm. So I don't think he needs the money. It, it, okay, so the sixth book that's which has been which he's been working on for eleven years now is probably mostly written. I mean, he's been releasing excerpts over the years. So I think it's almost done. But then I also feel like he. I don't know that he would want to go back and finish it. I mean, why would he? It's already over. The, yeah, the, everybody kind of knows yes. something. Yes, I get that. Well, right. I, the the show the, when the at the point that the show surpassed the source material, and when it got bad, it that was the point at which, you know, it, 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 it's kind of like why complete it if you're him. Mm. Now, I will also say there's only one person to blame for that, and that's George Martin. Yep. Because he knew he knew when HBO put that on TV, he knew that it was going to end in seven or eight seasons. Mm. E- everyone knew that. And instead of you know instead of doing what you know, I I hate to use J.K. Rowling, but I you know, but when she sold the rights to the Harry Potter movies, she knew she had to buckle down and write because they had to write they had to make those movies. They couldn't stop after you know after book five. Because the kids were going to age out of the roles, they had to continue. They had to make a new Harry Potter movie every year, or yeah. it just wasn't going to work. And so she, you know, to her credit, you know, before she came out as a transphobe, you know, she buckled down and she got all the books written. I think, and, and I mean, they they were good. They were good. Yes. So, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I guess I'll eventually watch it. I feel like there's enough on my plate sure. that I'm excited about that. Right. This doesn't be like I said. It, it's George. George has put a bad taste in my mouth. The, the, uh-huh. the HBO series put a bad taste in my mouth, and it's just it's 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 a it's a it's a. There's no risk reward. You already know what's going to happen. Right. Kind of situation. Um, right. I also think it's. I don't know how Matt Smith as a is in the the, the show, but he looks really weird. <laughs> like, oh, he's is he, fabulous. Is he? Yes. Okay, so the commercials that I've seen, I'm like, it doesn't look like they're giving him justice then. It's because they make all the Targaryens wear those platinum blonde wigs. Uh, that, that could be it. 
th- that's what it is because you you've never seen him with the just the the white platinum blonde hair. Yeah, that's but probably it. He I, he he runs away with every scene he's in. Duly noted. All right. I mean, like right now, there's uh, getting ready for. Uh, oh my gosh, Lord of the Rings. Uh huh. Is getting ready to come out. We got She Hulk. Right. That is out, and yes. I'm absolutely loving those 30 minute episodes. Um, uh-huh. I'm, <laughs> I'm rewatching stranger things. Uh, my son okay. wants to watch them. So he's, he's 11 and he's like, cause he came home. He finally just came home and he's like, uh, mom, grandma says I can't watch stranger things without your permission. And I was like, all right. And I looked at my wife and who is like the no person. I don't want to say she's the no person, but when it comes to stuff, she's like, yeah, no, um, like, horror stuff and my son's got an active imagination i love the kid but he's got a super active imagination so we're like "Mm -hmm." um but you know what we're like yeah screw it let's do it and i'm getting to re-enjoy these movies or these shows with him and it's it's fun Mm -hmm. um i've also got my hands stupid full so what i've been up to um i'm still doing i'm doing DD every other tuesday over at the fireside so i'm doing that um I'm actually getting prepared to do one shots for another shop here locally called Fable. They okay. will do stuff. And so I'm helping them out. Uh, you know, then I got the Monsters and Mailmen. Um, then, you know, work in regular social life. Uh, okay. So it's, I've been pretty slammed. Uh, actually, I did pick up something fun that I just started doing uh, last night. Uh, this really neat game called Path of Titans. Okay. And it's, it's, I say this very loosely, it's an MMO RPG. Uh, role-playing game is very generous with it, but you, you get to be a dinosaur. And right now you have, I think, 24 different species of dinosaurs or like prehistoric animals because they do have a Megalania, which is like this giant, uh, Komodo is, dragon. Is, is, this a, is this a pen and paper game or a computer game? Or uh, a computer game, or... uh, Xbox console. It's a console okay. computer game. Uh, you legitimately get to be a uh, a prehistoric animal, and you start as this you know tiny little hatchling, and you grow and progress and try to survive. Okay. Um, not too bad. It's it's pretty fun. It's I, I enjoy it because it's got a bunch of dinosaurs that nobody's really heard of, and the guy who's creating it put a lot of TLC. He actually listens to paleontologists and looked and see, saw what research they did. And he put it into this. Now, granted, there's the whole, you know, era because you have Jurassic, Triassic and Cretaceous creatures mingling together. That's, you know, flawed, but he doing a great job. It, is it a, is it a free game or pr- uh, microtransactions I, or what? No microtransactions. Uh, it is a, it, it is a one-time pay. Okay. Uh, I think there is a demo demo mode. If you have the Xbox Pass, you get it for free, um, because it's still in like preview mode, and it's, uh, but it, it's it's fun. I I really do enjoy it. It's I, I I'm doing a Kentrosaurus, and I'm up to I've survived up to a juvenile, so I'm slightly dangerous, but like still vulnerable. And every time I see something big pass, I tuck and hide. Okay. So it's 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 not too shabby. Also, speaking of paleontologists, uh, Dr. Brian Curtis and potentially some others 
are going to be coming back onto the show to talk about and this is a tongue-in-cheek kind of joke thing that we i wanted to do but to talk about DD monsters and how they evolved to be what they are today and look at it from like a tongue-in-cheek you know We've got these fictional creatures and we're making hypothetical evaluations to okay. why they evolved the way they did. Okay. Now, are you going to take into the account magic or are you going to try and go with that from the perspective of everything has a biological reason? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Here. Okay. Well and, and then, well, and then the other question also is, are you going to stick with only monsters that are exclusive to D&D? Or because some of the some of the monsters in D and D were lifted straight out of like mythology, like griffins or manticores or rocks or, or whatever. So it, I haven't it put be, that much thought into it. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying. So yeah. it, it would it would be interesting to to have that conversation from the yeah. perspective of. But you have you would have to then either I, so accept I, accept magic. Uh-huh. Or you would have to say, well, we're going to discount that. So how is a dragon able to actually fly? That's fair. I, I think this is going to be an interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I think we're going to only do, if, if we even have time for it. I'm thinking 10. Okay. Your hair keeps wafting against your mic, by the way. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Try to figure out where the mic is. All right. That little white thing. All right. It's, um, my, it's my quarantine hair that I've been growing for. Two and a half years. <laughs> Usually, it's pulled back. It's all good, uh, but I, I figured we'd take like ten okay monsters that everybody likes. Uh, mimics are going to be on that list. Okay, spoilers. Um, but I, I figured we'd just take a bunch of them and, and have some fun with it. Uh, and then getting ready to do. We got uh, next week. We're going to have uh tommy from tommy's tattoos he's going to come on he's going to talk about nerd culture and tattoos with us so i'm excited about that and yeah other than that i just been all right are we going to talk about we're going to talk about she hulk or are we going to do that when the series is over Ooh, i want to talk about she hulk we can talk briefly about it but no no, let's save it for his own episode because okay i want to give that show the justice it deserves and it's only been how many episodes are there going to be? I haven't looked. There's only been two that have aired. They've been going with like six to eight episodes per show. So I'm assuming it's going to be like that. Okay. And I think, yeah, I think we should probably wait because I like that show and it, mm-hmm. I could go on a huge tangent. But no, it's great because, well, it, it because Marvel needs low stakes content. Mm. And that's what She Hulk is right now. Just I mean, like Ms. Marvel was, and yes, yes, that 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 can that can plug in. You know, they they've brought in, you know, they they've brought in a couple of characters, and they're going to be some cameos, but it's not going to be like, it's not like Wandavision where it there are direct payoffs were in uh, Doctor Strange too. Yes, but I absolutely it, agree, and I I would also it's also. If they're going to turn it into a procedural, oh, that would that would be just hilarious. If if they would make it Law and Order for Marvel, it would be great. <laughs> I, I would approve of that. I, I I could get behind that. I like it though. Like so, yeah. I said, I I think we need okay. to dedicate its own episode to it because, like I yes. said, it is absolutely amazing. However, we did have a subject tonight, and you know what? 
I think this is the earliest we've ever actually gotten into our subject matter. <laughs> when it's, <laughs> it's you and me. Um, uh-huh. oh, 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 one thing before we get into that. Um, I got to give a shout out to CFX because they're hooking me up with an amazing mask. Uh, it's a, it's an outlander from their, 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 their CFX mask. So it's an alien outlander, which is just this alien mask. But the artist, they, they did an artist special, which means this is the first one that this has ever been done. They can do more of them, but it's going to be on demand. Uh, so this okay. is the first time they've done this mask and it is by a girl and I, I may have screwed up her name, but I believe her name is Claire and they're autographing it for me too. And they're going to put like a silicone covering over the, the, the signature. So she's going to sign the inside of the mask over the mark. Okay. That's awesome. And truly honored and thankful. And I, you know, want to get her on the show so we can talk to her about like how mm-hmm. the heck they come up with these things right. and these paint schemes, because that would be dope. Right. But that's awesome. So transitioning from aliens and special effects and Disney World and Marvel stuff, we're going to go right into Star Wars tonight. So, sir, you spent the was it five thousand dollars? Go with that. Yeah. (laughs) Before before expense for before toys uh, (laughs) to do the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yes. So before we get into details with it. How was your overall experience? No, it was fabulous. It, okay. it was it was it was absolutely amazing. Okay, so the the first question everybody asks is, is it worth it? And yes, the answer is yes. The but the cost is a barrier to entry, mm. right? This is this is the elephant in the room. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna mm. we're gonna talk about this up front. So two two people two people. To go on this, the price, and they just released, the prices went up slightly, not much, for 2023. Mm. For two people, the base price is $5,000. And then every additional person you add, and that's for the, 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 basically the two-night experience. Really, it's only a day and a half of actual content. I'll talk a little bit about that later. So, for the first two people, it's basically $5,000. Now, the price varies as when do you go. Low mm. season is a little less. High season is going to be a little more. And then every person after that basically is another 700 bucks per person. Mm. So the more people you can get to go, the less per person it is. And the room we stayed in would sleep five people. There was a queen bed. There were two bunk beds. And then there was a, a pullout bed that came out of the wall. Mm. So if you have a family, you, your family could go and stay in a standard cabin. Now, if you are five adults with costumes, the, the standard room is really, really small. Um, and they have rooms that I think sleep up to eight. And some of them have a separate suite and all that. I, I didn't get to see any of the big cabins, um, but they're available. But what I will say about the is it worth it question is the experience itself is fantastic. The strength of the experience is the actors and the cast and the crew of the ship that makes everything just it's fantastic. You, mm. you, everybody has bought into you're on a starship and you're traveling through space and the story elements that are happening are real. And the, the principal actors, there are, I think, 10 named characters that, that you'll interact with on the ship. 
And the people playing those are just amazing. They remember your name, or if you give them your character's name, they remember your character's name. If if you're with a family, if if some if if uh, if your family is interacting, they will they will remember that. And then you interact with each character based on the choices that you make, because everything is handled through the app. There's an mm. app that goes with it, and through the app you make choices, and they have missions for you to go to and do and. And sometimes they'll say, hey, meet me in some secret room. And so you'll go there with, uh, with a group of other people who are on the same, same story path. And then they'll have something for you to do. And um, the price is commensurate with or the value of the experience is commensurate with the price. Mm. Understanding that for what the, we paid, we paid my wife, my granddaughter, and myself, what we paid could get the three of us two back-to-back seven-night cruises on one of the Royal Caribbean monstrosities in the Caribbean. Mm. So when you go into this, you have to understand that it's not going to be cheap. And then once you get on the ship, they have all sorts of opportunities to take more money from you and make you happy about it. you know, and and some of it is, some of it is FOMO, but some of it is also, there are a lot of experiences that are kind of they're not built in, but while you're there, you may as well go build a lightsaber, mm. and you may as well go build a droid, and you may as well go to Oga's Cantina, which requires a reservation, um, and all that. Um, but on the ship, on the ship itself, on the Halcyon, on the on the Star Cruiser itself, uh, your food is included except for alcoholic drinks. Uh, they have, they have, let's see, breakfast, uh, lunch buffet the first day, a sit down dinner on day two, there is a buffet breakfast. There's a buffet lunch or you, and you can get a counter service meal in Batu in galaxy's edge. There's a sit down dinner. And then on day three, there is a buffet breakfast before you leave. So all of your foods included, it's all you can eat. If you see something that you like, they will bring you more. In that sense, it's like being on a cruise ship. Um, but the, the the cast is fantastic. The crew is fantastic. Um, and so th- the experience is worth it. I, I, I would go again in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find some people who will go on May 3rd, on the May 3rd sailing for next year, to be on the ship for May the 4th. Oh, so, my God. That would be amazing. So it, once once you get back from uh, from – your trip to Disney, which is in like two weeks, right? Uh, end of September. End of, okay, so in, in like a month. Yeah. So once you get back, you need to sweet talk your wife into letting you go, and then we need to find <laughs> some other people and and go. I, I'm I'm convinced. Actually, this is a a little segue story here, but uh, knock off. My wife this weekend with her sister went to the beach, and I got a text message while I was working, and they said, "Hey." when are we going to a Ren fair? And I was like, okay, well, we can go Labor Day weekend, the King Richard fair. So they were hitting me up. So I'm about to spend probably close to, well, you know, tickets going to be around 150 for all of us to go. Okay. And then, you know, whatever else I spent it there right before I go to Disney. So I got to be very careful. She's going to murder me. Totally money. So, where is this Ren Fair? Is this in Connecticut or is this? No, so there's one in Connecticut, um, uh-huh. but the one to go to 
is actually Massachusetts. But to get to it, this is this is how weird the states are. To get to to get to Massachusetts, even though it's north of Connecticut, I have to go east through Rhode Island to get to this piece of Boston okay. uh, of of Massachusetts. Yeah. Right. You know? Uh, right. but it's 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 a it's a huge one. I've been to it once before, and right. our good friend Jack uh, Jack's a whipper is uh-huh. uh, performing there. So we're gonna okay. definitely go go say hi to him. It's just, am I going to say hi to him before we have him on the show or after? Um, but they want to go, so we got to do that. Right. Uh, but my questions. So so one of the questions I had for you. Uh, so first off, since you talked about the buffet. Was the buffet good? Was it decent? Was it a decent buffet, or is it just meh? It's a buffet. Um, it, the food is good. First of all, the, the food is good. Uh, that what what will throw a lot of people off on the food is that they they call everything as if it were an in universe name. Mm. It's it's haddock or it's spare ribs, but they they call it you know bantha or whatever. Um. And it looks kind of funny, mm. just the presentation. But the bottom line is some of the things that they have are chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Do, now, l- let me ask you this, because, you know, we do have listeners that are Jewish and Muslim. Uh, yes. Do they announce things that are pork based or do they not have anything actually pork based on them? What they have is they, they have a set menu. But if you require any special dietary accommodations, mm. whether it is whether it is halal or whether it is vegan or gluten free or whatever, yeah, they they ask you when you book, which which dinner seating would you like? Because like on a cruise ship, there's an early seating and a late seating, and then they will say, do you have any specific uh, dietary restrictions? Could be food allergies, whatever. And so if you tell them that in advance, because when you go to dinner. Like on a cruise ship, they're going to seat you in a certain booth or at a certain table, and you're going to sit there the next night too. And so the who they have all when you get there, your reservation is already in the computer. They will give you a special magic band, mm. and they know your name and they have everything laid out. And as long as you have told them up front, I can't eat pork, I can't eat rice, I'm allergic to cilantro, whatever it is. They will have already taken that into account when you go. The only thing you have to watch out for is the buffet because that's not, you know, you just have to ask whoever the attendant is, hey, does this have any pork in it? Or does this have any, you know, gluten or, or whatever it is? And so, but, but yes, they, I have, in all the Star Cruiser groups, a lot of people ask that very same question mm. is, do they take into account special diets? And yes, they do. That's um, awesome. So, so you just, but you, like I said, you just have to let them know up front what, what the deal is, uh, you know, as far as like the dinner, the sit down dinner. Um, but other than that, it's great. Uh, the, the, the food, is, the food is, is not the greatest in the world. Oh, and the other thing is you, you've probably seen this and some of the listeners probably have, this isn't really a spoiler, but one night they serve blue shrimp mm. and it's been coated or treated in something and it, it tastes like shrimp. The texture is like shrimp. But some people get put off by the fact that it's blue. <laughs> Our table ate like three helpings of the blue shrimp because it's oh. just good. So uh, I don't I don't eat shrimp. However, I'm your bestest buddy. We'll go together. And you yes. know what? You'll have all the shrimp you want, bud. 
Well, I, you can get that anyway, because as oh. it is, you know, my, my granddaughter, she's, you know, she's 14 and growing. And so, you know, at, after, you know, after each, um, after each course, they would say, Hey, would you like, uh, would you like anything else? And she'd be like, could I get more steak? Yes, you can. And they would bring yeah. you more steak. That so, is awesome. Yes. Um, you, you've already paid for it. So why not? Yeah. Uh, so, so let me ask you this because the, the elephant in the room is definitely the price. How crowded was the the hotel well there are a hundred cabins uh on the ship mm-hmm. and i don't think it was a hundred percent full i mean if you go and you look right now there are still there are some dates which were already sold out like around thanksgiving mm-hmm. like around christmas some of those are sold out but i think through the rest of this year there are still dates that are open so the, like anything else, what's the point at which Disney needs to sell? What percentage, what occupancy percentage do they need to have in order for the place to remain uh, profitable? Mm. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine that it will be, it will be able to stay at its current price point or increase as it does unless they've already taken into account that they only need to sell. I'm making up a number. of the rooms. Yeah. Um, You know, because the, the, the price is a barrier to entry. Mm. And at this point, right. So right now it's been open since March. So it's been open for six months. I would venture to say everyone who really wanted to go on it has already gone. Mm. Well, I should say, Everybody who really, 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 really wanted to go to it and they had the means has already gone. Um, and now it's just a matter of how can they entice people to come back? One of the ways they entice you to come back is there is there's an overarching story that encompasses everybody on the ship. But then when you log on, again, through the app, there are four basic story choices you can make. And each story has a different angle. And there are two kind of, uh, there are two hybrid stories that are buried within those that are kind of a mix between two Mm. of the different storylines. So theoretically, there are six different story experiences that you could have when you go on the, on the Star Cruiser. So, so some of it is you're there. And I have heard anecdotally, there are some people who've been four times and there are some people who've been, you know, two or three. Uh, one of the guys who was on our sailing, he was doing back to back. And, um, and he was also traveling by himself too. So he was paying, he was paying for double occupancy and, but he was from Canada and he said, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a burden to get here, uh, you know, from Canada. If he's going to come all the way from Vancouver or wherever it is, is was from he says while i'm here i figure i may as well just do it back to back so he did and he had he had the the costumes i saw him in he was clearly going down one of the story choices and then i asked him as we were checking out because because you have to leave the ship while they clean up and reset everything so he had they gave him a a, they gave him a, a, a taxi over to disney springs he was going to go to disney springs for a little while and then come back and I asked him, I said, now, are you going to do a different story? He's like, yes. And I have another set of costumes for the other story that he was mm. too. So, you know, I, I don't know that I could afford a back-to-back, but 
you know, but there are people who are doing it more than once. Um, it's Which just, brings up a good point, though. It does it have a good uh, is a does it have a replay value? You know. Yes, insofar as if you played, there are some video games that you play hmm. that I mean, there's there's an overarching plot. Mm. I'll use I'll use well I'll use Baldur's Gate. I don't know if you play the Baldur's Gate. Of games. course, Baldur's Gate had especially Baldur's Gate Two had a lot of replay value because even though there is this story involving the Ball Spawn and John Arrhenius and all this other stuff in Baldur's Gate Two, each of the classes had a, had a its own storyline and had its own batch of side quests and that sort of thing. So if you played a fighter. You got you got a set you got this stronghold and you had these quests to do uh, that were triggered by by either levels or certain points in the story. It's the same thing mm. in the four basic storylines. You interact with different characters in different ways. I got you. And so so one of the characters that you might interact with if you chose uh, story A you would make allies with this character, this character, and this character. Yeah. But if you chose story B, two of those characters who you were buddy-buddy with the time before are now adversaries. Interesting. Yeah. So, yes, there, there is replay value, even though the overarching story ties in with, um, with everybody on the ship. There, there is a, there is a, there's, a grand, there's a grand story that takes place uh, in the main atrium, but then like I said, you plug in and, and you meet some characters uh, as this as this as the two days go on. Now, I, one of the things they were selling on it was the whole lightsaber training on there. Yes, how was that? The lightsaber training to me of the of the pre-programmed experiences, the lightsaber training was the weakest. Really? Yes, but it it was done very well. I, I don't want I don't want to sound like it was. It was bad. Um, I come out. Of, I have a martial arts background, and so as training to use a lightsaber or a weapon, it was just very basic because they have a room full of people and they need to get those people in and out in forty minutes hmm. or fifty minutes. So the, it wasn't as in depth as if you were actually fighting with lightsabers. It wasn't like you going to. Uh, to uh, a saber guild practice and actually fighting. I got um, you. So, well, which one was your favorite then? Um, the the bridge training. There's a bridge training where you're operating the ship, which also ties into the story. That was really good. Uh, some of the story moments were also done very very well. Mm. Uh, you, there are some twists that you you. If you watch procedurals, you'll probably see them coming. But if you just kind of let it happen. There are some things and some characters who show up that are just it. It's just done very well. Um, to me, the highlight is just the the main character, the main actors, who get you to buy in. Mm. Um, and then the other thing, also, I'll say is is the other passengers, the other passengers who who are on the ship, depending on their level of commitment to either their character or the story, they will ju they just make it. They make it happen. Um, you know, not everybody comes in character. Some of it is because you know, not not everyone's into cosplay. So you can you can enjoy that you can enjoy this experience in a t-shirt, khakis, and sandals, 
and you'll be fine. You can be a hundred percent into the story. Um, and then you see somebody dressed up in full costume and they, they're it's just great. It just makes your day. I, I love seeing it. I love seeing kids, especially young kids in costumes, um, you know, trying out makeup for the first time or trying mm. out, trying out armor or that sort of thing. So, um, but it's, it's one of those things that it, you will get out of this experience whatever you put into it. And so in order for you to have a, in order for you to get your money's worth, you have to completely buy in. You, um, you have to, you have to, for the second you set foot on board, uh, you know, you check into the hotel, they take you through an or, a quick orientation and then they say, okay, the launch shuttle is right through this door. And then there's, you know, a short little presentation in the, I don't even know if the elevator actually moves, but there's a short <laughs> little presentation where you, you take the shuttle up from the planet where you got on the ship up to the Halcyon, and then you step in and you have to immerse in it, you know, and then there is a, there's a, a transport to, to Batu from, from the Halcyon. And it's, it's an actual vehicle that you get in, but you never see the outside. It's completely self-contained and it goes and then the door opens and you're in galaxy's edge <laughs> and they give you, they give you a pin. They mm. give you a pin to wear that tells other cat, the Disney cast members that you're part of the Halcyon crew. And so in that sense, once you're in Batu, those are the only adults who are allowed to wear full costume. Everyone else just can only do Disney bounding. But if you're if you're with the Star Cruiser, you're an, and you're an adult, you can do a full you can do full costume. You know you can't wear a mask and you can't have a cape that drags on the ground and some other safety things basically. Mm. But um, but you see people walking around and they're just into the story and they've got their you know they've got their phone out or their device out, you know, completing the missions. Uh, and it's great. But if you just go if you just think it's a Star Wars hotel, you're wasting your money. Mm. Because you have to, you have to buy into the story. You have to participate um, to the best of your ability. Now, you know? let me ask you about the. It, was there a store on the ship, an actual yes. gift store? At what kind of a, was there any exclusives that you could only get in there? Okay, so yes, the short answer is yes. So every the, there's the there's a store on the on the ship. And everything in the store, with the exception being the dollar sign on the price tag, everything in the store 100% relates to some aspect of the story. And they have some exclusive pieces, uh, some souvenirs like you would find on a cruise ship, gifts in a gift shop at the cruise ship, right? So you can buy little keychain models of the ship and you can buy, you know, trinkets. They also have some really expensive jewelry. And they have they have costume pieces that you can buy mm. that are exclusive to uh, the Star Cruiser. Some of those costume pieces you can buy at Shop Disney, but only if you have a Star Cruiser reservation in the next 60 days. So you can have some of those pieces shipped to you or you can buy them on the ship. And oh. what we noticed was there were some people who who didn't arrive in costume or maybe they didn't have one or maybe they didn't quite know if they wanted to dress up. But then once you see people, especially, you know, there, there were some families on our cruise who were just fantastic. They, they had, they had a full, uh, they had a full ensemble and you could tell that they were all together or they had a plan. Uh, and those folks were just great. Um, 
you know, I wore, I wore my Twi'lek and my Mandalorian armor when we arrived and, uh, <laughs> I'm standing just in the lobby trying to get the lay of the land. And a guy comes up to me and he says, do you know, and gives me a character's name. And I, I was like, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of made a face and he walked away. And then I saw him after dinner and he came up to me after dinner and he says, I am so sorry. I thought you were part of the crew. I thought you, I thought you were part of the story, and and so but 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 there are there are mm. I mean I was the only person in full alien makeup. But there were mm. other people who who just had fantastic costumes, but they will sell you costume pieces. There's um there's an exclusive uh, uh leg there's an exclusive lightsaber hilt that you can buy that's sure. exclusive to the Halcyon. Um, uh, there is an exclusive uh that you cannot make at Sabi's, although it it's it's basically on the same chassis. So you can pop it open and you can change the you can change out the lightsaber crystal like you can with the Sabi's lightsaber. But all of the pieces that they use to put it together are exclusive to the Star Cruiser. Uh, there's a there's a droid you know there's Droid Depot in mm. uh, Batu um, where you can make your own R series droid or chopper droid or your BB-8 series droid. Um, there's it's just an exclusive kit to the Halcyon, which is based on one of the droids that's part of the story. So there ah, is some exclusive stuff. There, there's a there's an exclusive Sabak deck. There's an exclusive Magic Band, um, and some other stuff. And now and then on the last day, so the, the you check in on day one at no earlier than one o'clock. The story mm. kicks off at four o'clock. So and then there's there's a, a story that goes on through the first night up until about ten. And then on the second day, you go into Galaxy's Edge, you go to Batu, you do some more missions. At four o'clock on day two in the afternoon, you're supposed to be back on the ship. And then the story really picks up. And um, if you go from four o'clock until basically 9.30, you're going to be going all the time because there's always a mission. There's always something to do. There's always a story point that you have to hit and then go to dinner. Um, but then on the third day, when you check out, there's breakfast in the morning, which you there's either you can either get grab and go or you can uh, just go to the buffet. Um, and then after that, when you check out, there's no story element that happens on day three. But when you check out, there's a pop up store that's outside that sells stuff that says Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. There is nothing on the ship that says Star Wars because you're not they're not selling star Wars. You're living star Wars. So everything on the house like that. is, is a hundred percent immersive and is, is there is just a lot of exclusive, exclusive stuff. And I knew about this, but I forgot that there are some exclusive pins. I don't know if you're into the Disney pin trade. I thing. am. There are some exclusive pins that are, that are not only just exclusive that you can buy in the store, there are some secret pins that through the course of your story, you earn, you learn a phrase or two and you say to the clerk with the phrase and they have a special drawer that they open and they will sell you. I think there are, there are at least two secret pins on the Halcyon that are tied into this story. We're not friends. We're not friends. I'm just saying. No, here's what I'm telling you, Steve. So, te- so we can go I'm, May third. May third. What I'm telling you is, you need to get your you need to get your overtime oh situation God. wrapped up. I need well, to sell another comic. That's what I need to do. 
Oh my god. Well, are you incorporated? Incorporated with the what the podcast? No, or... yeah, like an LLC. Yeah. Do you itemize your taxes? Yes. You could write that off as a business expense. I don't know if I could write off that, but <laughs> yes, yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, sure. F- f- find find two find two other people and let's yeah. go. <laughs> you me. Dude, I would have to take my son because my he would he sure. would never forgive me for that one oh. if I went without him. And my father in law would want to, or my father would stepfather would want to go. Okay, so Let's I go. got my people. It. So you got you got three. Uh, oh my I'll, god! I'll do you know how how is it? Can you even book book it May third? Is it even open? Yes. They is just it? opened up. They just opened up twenty twenty three. They op- oh. they opened it up from January till I think through September. Okay, so here's the other thing: we went the first week in August, uh-huh. right? Do not go the first week in August. Oh my God, it was hot as blade. Now, on the ship, <laughs> on the ship, it is seventy degrees all the time. It's fabulous. Okay. I I was in my armor. I had my laku on. I was in full costume. Never got hot. We went we went into so we were there August second through the fourth, mm-hmm. and uh, the first day. Uh, so we go into Batu. I got on the first transport. My mm-hmm. my granddaughter, she's fourteen, doesn't get up early which is fine. I got up early. I put my Laku on. I didn't put my makeup on because you can't wear full face paint in the park. So I go over and I'm kind of in costume. Well, I'm in my costume, my uh, Twi'lek smuggler. And I lasted about an hour and a half. And, and by nine 30, it was like 89 degrees and the, the humidity was just oppressive. So I got a picture of myself in front of the millennium Falcon when no one else was there. I bought a couple things in the gift shop, and then I went back to the the Star Cruiser. I took my Laku off. I took my costume off. I put on. Uh, I I had a kilt on, so I put on a t-shirt, sandals. Took my you know took my Laku off, put my hair down, and then went back because it mm-hmm. was just hot as blazes. Oh my god, it was awful. That's the only thing I would change. I would not go from June till the end of September. Dude, you know how crazy it's going to be busy in uh, Galaxy's Edge. On May, on the, May the, third, the fourth, yeah, yeah. So, so what? Go. Okay. So here's the other nice thing about if you're on the house, if you're going on the Star Cruiser. So what they do is a lot of the things that that are in Batu, right? So there's Droid Depot, mm-hmm. there's Savi's for the lightsabers, there's Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run, which are the the, the rides. There's Oga's Cantina, right? So those five things. The three things which you can reserve are. Oga's Droid Depot and Savi's. They hold back a certain number of reservations for Star Cruiser guests. Mm. So that because because you're paying a gazillion dollars yes. for this. And if I'm paying a gazillion dollars, I better be able to get first in line at Oga's or something like that. So they, they hold back some reservations for you if, if you call in 60 days in advance. Mm. So you are guaranteed the opportunity to give Disney more money. But then the other thing <laughs> we is we want your money. We know we've already got you, but we just right. want to make sure. Right. But then the other thing is you also get, you know how Dis- Disney used to have Fast Pass? Yes. Right. Disney long no longer has Fast Pass. Yes, they have the Genie, Genie Plus, and Genie Plus 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 Plus. Uh, yeah, right. It's it's the Genie Plus, which you pay daily and mm-hmm. gets you what used to be the old Fast Pass. And then they have what's called the Lightning Lane. And the yeah. Lightning Lane is where is is pay for access. And depending on the ride and depending on the time of day, the price may vary. 
So for example, rise of the resistance, I'm making up a number, might be if you and your family want to take get the lightning lane for rise of the resistance because there are no more boarding groups, you're going to pay $14 per person to ride it. Now, if, if you're on the Halcyon, if you're on the Star Cruiser, you get one lightning lane for Smuggler's Run and you get one lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance for free. It's included in the price. So you're basically, as, as long as Rise of the Resistance isn't broken that day, you're guaranteed basically to get on at some point. And I know some people, their advice for that is get on the first transport from the, from the Star Cruiser at 8 a.m. At 8 a.m., the first one leaves, get off, run straight to Rise of the Resistance and get in the standby line. Ride at once that way and then go back and do the lightning, lightning lane and get it for free. So, you know, that's what other people do. But, yeah, even if, you know, it's probably going to be crowded in May, but maybe not as much because school will be in. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but, but I, my recommendation is – if you were going to go and go in costume, do not go between June and the end of September because it is hot as blazes um, or have costumes that are built around the heat. Um, I wanted to wear my Laku when I if if when I go back, I want to wear my armor into um, into Galaxy's Edge. So it will definitely be in the off season, like <laughs> February, like February, <laughs> if I can swing that uh, May May. Early May probably would not be awful uh, for that. So, so yeah. It if sounds you like you had a good time, though. Oh, it was, ama- it was amazing. I would do yeah. it again. I don't think I'd get my wife to go back. She, <laughs> she's, she's not as gung-ho about it as I am, but, uh, but I'd go back in a heartbeat. So, I, I, I want to do this, and, and I just have to justify the money in my head. And, like, oh, man, it's, it does. It sounds so cool. It is. And, it, it is extremely cool. And I, I know... It is gimmicky. Oh, by the way, uh, the, uh, the I saw a female Rodan uh-huh. was playing. Did she speak? Yes, and she only speaks in Hatties. Really? Like yes. Did she only know a few phrases, or was it like some pre-generated thing, and she just pushed buttons uh, and mouth moves? I don't know, but it was amazing. There, you, there's a translator app that you can take with you that will translate her speech. So. It's got to be pre-recorded stuff then. I don't know. I don't know how she did it. Uh, but yes, she is She is a musical artist that is on the ship. Um, she does not speak English. Uh, basic. There yeah. is uh, another character. Uh, one of the main characters is a Twi'lek. Not a spoiler if you watch like any of the Star Cruiser like promotional videos. Uh, her, She is amazing. The actress is amazing. Her makeup's amazing. Her costume's even better. Um, so, but yes, oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's just, uh, it just, the, the price is going to hang a lot of people up. And so then the question is at what point is Disney going to either have to cost cut or are they going to have to offer discounts to keep it profitable or the other thing? And I heard somebody say this was maybe they'll change the stories because that could then entice people to come back to add. So that you may get a like. So come next May, there may be a whole new series of stories. Right. And... I, I don't know if it would be as soon as next May, but it, I could see that in two years, that they'll say, okay, you know, if you want to do the current stories, go now because on again to make up a date on January one, twenty twenty four. 
all the storylines are going to change. They could do that. It would work. Um, But yes, but you're, you're, you're paying for an experience. And as I mentioned before, in my opinion, the value is commensurate with the price. It's just, you've, you've got to psychologically take care of that in your head and you have to say, yes, I know I could buy this, 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 and this, and this for what I'm paying, but you've got to figure it's worth it. I respect that. And, and, and to me, it was worth it. I, I would do this. I would do this again in a heartbeat. I would probably do, I could go twice more and take it, take a different story tack each time, or even, even do new costumes. Um, you know, I'm in a couple uh, star cruiser costuming groups and a lot of people come in and they say, Hey, you know, I want to wear a costume, but I don't have much money or whatever. And making the costume is the easiest part. Now, you can you can spend a ton of money on a costume. I mean, I, I wore like I said, I wore my Twi'lek and I wore my Mandalorian armor, and I have a lot of money invested in those. But if you went to a thrift store, or even if you went into your closet and bought a vest, pants, and boots, you could make a very good costume for uh, for the Star Cruiser for under certainly under a hundred dollars, probably under fifty. What about my Jedi costume? Could I wear that, or is that not? kosher yeah you could yes okay yes, you can are you allowed to wear the uh i can't remember what it's called the coat overcoat can you wear the hood? The, yes yes uh you can uh once when you go into batu when you go into the park especially on the rides you it can't drag on the ground that's one of the costume rules and you can't wear anything over your face while you're in the park but you could wear the you could wear the Jedi robes. I mean, and robes, you can get a good set way. of you can get a good set of a good Jedi costume. People were wearing Jedi costumes. Uh, the the training tunic looks like a Jedi uh, tunic and belt, anyway. Okay. So so that would be perfectly acceptable. The, the other the only thing I would say about costuming is the story of Galaxy's Edge, right? And this is exclusive. This is this is this is even before the Star Cruiser existed. Galaxy's Edge is set after Last Jedi and before Rise of Skywalker. So all of what takes place is in that era. Uh, so so you, not... you and your Jedi costume really don't fit. Well, but 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 it could because at that point, you know, the Jedi are making a comeback theoretically. Um, you know, because at the end of at the end of Last Jedi, Ray has all of the Jedi texts. So you could say that you were you were you were a new a new Jedi, you know, force sensitive. You you evaded the Empire if you're that old, and now now you're learning to be a Jedi. I mean that that is certainly a plausible backstory for your character. So, but it's set during that era. So you would if as a costumer, I would not want to wear, for example, uh, my Imperial officer costume, which is an original trilogy costume mm. that doesn't exist at this time. I wouldn't wear an original trilogy X-wing pilot. Now, that's not to say you can't. You certainly can. You could wear whatever. You can wear whatever costume you want. But if you to for full immersion into the story, um, I would wear. I would make a custom character, and you know, depending on what your story choices are, you know, we had. I saw. I've seen people dress as as full on Sith, black mm-hmm. robes, red makeup, you know, all that other stuff. Um, and they play a certain story. And, and 
you know, the other thing is just because you're in a certain costume doesn't mean you can't play whatever character or do whichever story you want. Mm -hmm. Some people will dress, for example, as a first order officer and do a different story. And they'll make up in their mind they'll be a, they'll be a double agent or something like that. Okay. Uh, so it it is it, it, as long as you are willing to participate and you will buy into the experience, uh, you can do basically whatever you want. It's it's uh, it's you know Westworld without the killer robots. That's true. I mean, Sith lords can be redeemed and Jedi's can go to the dark side. So why yes. not? Sure. Uh, I like that. I. I I, I, you're, you're selling it more and more to me. I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. I definitely want to go. Okay. There is sure. no doubt about it. <laughs> well, f- find three other people. We'll split it four ways and let's go. Let's oh do God. it. I, how about this? I find one and you find one and we, we're 50 50. Actually, you know who I could get to, if I could convince her? Kate would sure. definitely be. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, let's do she it. She would. All right. I, well, I'm sure, I'm sure she would. Oh my god! I am I am hundred percent sure she would. So yeah, I, I, I bet I could convince like, hey, I could go into the Saber Guild and just be like, hey guys, who <laughs> wants to go on May the third yes. to go see, to? Oh my god! In a heartbeat, we could get a whole crew. I'm sure. Yeah, oh, right. quit making me make me make no, bad decisions. No. That's not a bad decision. Oh, and then like <laughs> like you said, I mean, you, you can't go without your kid. That's well, he'll be in school, and education's important. On my wallet. Yeah, you. Well, here, here's the th- here's what you do. You go, you go to the, you go to the school board, and you say, "Hey, we're going to do this educational trip, and it, this is why it's educational because it's acting and it's you know role play and make He's learning theatrics. He's learning yes. uh, about history, yes. Uh, yes. Pl- uh, global politics, uh, I, 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 international I te- liaisons. I will teach him all about body paint. So he's learning, co- you know, stagecraft. So yes. That's that's the least of your worries. That's that's the that's what the easy part. I'm trying it's, to justify it on my wallet though. That's the that's what's going to be scary. Well, that's uh, that's a you problem. I mean, that I is got, a me problem. I, I'm under mandatory overtime, so I'll be working anyway. So, well, um, but yes, it was amazing, and I recommend it for everybody. Just, just I hope you're, I hope you can uh, afford the stick the or. <laughs> that you could tolerate the credit card shock after after you come back. Well, all right. How much did you spend? Do you want to tell us how much you spent? Uh let's see. I pro it was less than a thousand dollars. Okay, for so you. so at after well, okay. So the caveats are what like a cruise ship, right? I don't know if you've been on a cruise ship. But the beauty of cruising is once you pay your fee, if mm-hmm. you don't want to spend another penny, you don't have to, right? Mm-hmm. All your fees paid up front. You know, everything after that is, is purely optional. Same thing with the Star Cruiser. If you have been to Oga's Cantina and you do not want to go again, because really all they're selling are overpriced drinks and a little bit of food, you can still do the story without going there. You can still do the story without going to Savi's. If your story involves something at Savi's or at Droid Depot, all you, from the perspective of the story, all you have to do is stand outside and interact with either a cast member or do something on your tablet to take care of that. Hmm. But if, but while you're there, you may as well, right? So I don't I bought, think I'd need to build a second lightsaber there. 
I mean, I'm going to build, I, I'm looking to build it. All right. So my thing, okay. I've already put $800 aside for Disney. Now this sure. is just for me. Now right. I put $800 aside for me. My son has saved up money sure. for Disney. So he's covered. I don't see me spending $800 at Disney for toys. <laughs> okay. Well here. Okay. So if you, if you go to Sabi, Sabi's is two twenty. Yeah. If you build a droid at Droid Depot, it's a hundred. Now, we bought, in addition to the droid, we bought the little backpack and a droid chip, and we it was one seventy five. I don't know if I'm going to build the saber though. That's the thing. I like, I wanted to, but honestly, I keep looking at my other sabers. I have my Ultra sabers. I have my Saber Forge, and I look at them and I go, I like these better and i keep I, I i maybe it's because they're metal and i just i feel but like the quality the, in them the sabi saber is also metal is it the outside components are metal the core is not the core is, the core is plastic the core with the electronics is plastic uh, if i had not we didn't build sabers this time uh we didn't build sabers this time because last April, when we went with my granddaughter for her spring break, we went to Savi's then. Mm. So we took our Savi's sabers uh, with us, mm. right? And and we use we posted we use them for the pictures that we did uh, on the ship, which were totally worth it. Now, if I went again, I would probably okay. So this time. I didn't do Sabi's again because I bought the dark saber from Doc Ondar's, the the legacy dark saber. How much was that? Two oh nine. Okay. So that was the same as going to Sabi's. Um, if I were going back, well, let me say this. Let me put it this way: if I had not done Sabi's last year, mm. I would regret not doing Sabi's when I went on the Star Cruise. Okay, so I might do it with my son. Like, we'll let him build a saber, and I'll share the experience okay. with him. Fair enough. Be well, because yes, the the thing with Sabi's is like Droid Depot, you're paying for the experience. Droid yeah. Depot is a much less immersive experience than Sabi's is. Sabi's has a whole story behind it. Sabi's is really good. Okay. Um, you will regret not having the Sabi's experience if you don't do it. Now, okay. so the question is, do you and your son both need a, both need a Sabi's lightsaber? I can see how you could, could pass on it for mm. yourself. But I will also say... Now, we have it reserved. We right. have it reserved already. When you, if, if you only do Sabi's with your son, and you do not come back with your own lightsaber from Sabi's. I don't want to say you will regret it, mm. but there is a part of you that will feel like you are missing something from the experience. I died even a little bit inside. <laughs> even, even though you were with your son. Fair enough. Uh, same, same thing with the, with the droid. I probably would not build another droid. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's doesn't have the same experience. Um, and quite frankly, it's not as cool as a lightsaber. <laughs> but I, every, every time I sit at my desk, because my son, you know, you, you, you've seen this. Uh, the people mm -hmm. on the podcast might not have. 
I have my rack of lightsabers behind me. I have some lightsabers on the shelf. My Sabi's lightsaber sits on my desk in full view of me where I have full view of it all the time. And the memory for me, the memory of doing that with my granddaughter in galaxy's edge was a fantastic experience. And I would, if I had, if I had only gone with my granddaughter while mm-hmm. she made a lightsaber and I didn't make one myself, there was a 100% chance that I would have regret that. And I would That's have fair. to go back just to do it myself. I, I guess and I, for me personally, I'm looking at it like this. I'm spending on two lightsabers and two droids close to $700. Yes. And that's that's where it hits me. And I'm like, eh, eh, yes, is right. it worth it? Like the droids, well, no doubt. Like me, my stepfather and my son, we're going to all do a droid. Okay. Do I personally need this lightsaber? Do I want it? Sure, kind of, because it is that. But if I get to do it with him, mm-hmm. I think I'm more cool with it because then yes. I could spend that if I really wanted to spend, I could get me the dark lightsaber. Yes. And I think I would be happier with that too, because it's not like other normal lightsabers. Yes. I, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, but the, and this is me speaking and, and from a position of, um, I'm going to use the word privilege because it is, this is, I am speaking from a position of privilege. Um, when I go on vacation, yeah. I don't think about the money. I, I, and I get that Be, because ahead of, and, and I didn't specifically for this trip because I worked out in my head how much this was going to cost. Mm. And I just resolved to pay it. And so before we went, and even last year when we went with my granddaughter, we went to Disney and, you know, and we we did a lot of things that were expensive. And my wife and I, I am also very thankful that my wife and I both have the same attitude towards vacation, but I calculated in my head how much just the upfront cost was going to be and then Mm -hmm. how much it was, I was likely to spend. And so I worked overtime to the point that I felt comfortable that when I went on vacation, I didn't worry about, well, if we go to this restaurant, I can only get this or yeah. whatever. And, and, or, and or I've if, done that too. And, and I, I do, I totally count myself super lucky and mm-hmm. super, super lucky and very much privileged right. in this, but it, right. it's, it is in my head because then I'm thinking if he gets a lightsaber, I get something else. That's cool that I might right. want other. Sure. And sure, that's, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. But I also, again, for me, it was, and I told my wife this before we left. I said, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going cheap on this trip. I am not going to, I'm not going to not get something just because of the money. And, hmm. and, and in retrospect, there are a couple of things that I wished I had gotten that I didn't. Uh, fortunately, I have a friend who's going. <laughs> I have a friend who's going on the Halcyon tomorrow. He's going on the Star Cruise. He's, he's le- his boarding date's tomorrow. And mm. I sent him a message. I said, "Hey, uh, hey, Chief, are you still going on this?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "If I give you a list, I, I gave him a list of three things. I said, can you pick up the following three things for me?" Um, and he was like, "Sure." And I'm just like, "Tell me what I owe you." Um, but for the big ticket stuff like that, and 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 the biggest ticket items for most people are going to be the, the uh, Sabi's again, that's mm. two twenty a pop. 
if you do the droid, that's at least a hundred dollars a pop. Now, when you when you get the droid, you can get the backpack and a per separate personality chip, and that's uh, the backpack itself is sixty dollars, and the personality chip is fifteen, which is why it's one seventy four for the whole package. If you don't get the backpack, then it, they'll give you a box that you can carry around, like like Build a Bear. Yeah, right. It's like going to Build a Bear; they give you a box. Doesn't it interact with the environment? If you put it yes. in the backpack, Oof. it interacts. It interacts with the environment in Galaxy's Edge, and the backpack that they sell you has um, it has a foam base in it, so it'll fit your droid. And then it has a it has a drawstring at the top, but then there's a flap you can open it up, so that when you're walking around Galaxy's Edge, you'll hear it. You'll hear, you'll hear the head spin, and you'll hear it making noise as it as it's near certain other characters or near certain other locations. Uh, yeah, I'm doing the like the droid is without a doubt. I think right. I'm going to do a an R2, and I'm going to have yes. little dude do a BB. Um, well, that being said, I kind of want the exclusive from Galactic Star Cruiser, but oh, but, but there's the, but there and then there's another droid. There's a C droid, a C series droid, which is Chopper from Rebels. Yeah, I heard about that. Yes, they just came out. Oh, now there's a third one. Oh man. Yeah, right. Oof. So see, so see, since you're going in September and you're getting that droid, what you get, what you're going to do is when you and me and whoever else we can sucker into this go on May third next year. That's when you get the Halcyon droid because you can't buy you can't buy that or the components in Galaxy's Edge. You can only buy that in the shop on the Halcyon. Oh. So that's why you're going to go. I mean, that's I'm going to have so many just, droids. I'm just they're going to just be like stacked up oh, against my wall. Oh, and then the other thing they also have, they also have a little four inch exclusive droid from the from the Star Cruiser as well at the four inch scale. So that's only available on the ship as well. So, all right. So based on all that information, it's definitely sounds like it was well worth it. And yes, if you can just if you can get around the number for the price of what you're paying, you are getting your money's worth. I believe so. Yes. Awesome. Um, you know what? I think this is honestly a good place to wrap this up. Did you have any final thoughts? Uh, only. Well, I, I think I've made my major my main points. Number one, you've got to get past the cost. But number two, you really have to buy into the story. Yeah. And you have to buy into your character. And then the other night, the other thing you'll see people do is there were several of us on this trip who had brought other things to interact with either other passengers or, uh, or the crew. Um, I had a friend of mine, he printed up seven pounds of his uh, 3d printer, seven pounds worth of credits of, you know, just, just Imperial credits and new Republic credits and Mandalorian credits and, and all this other stuff. So I had a pouch on my belt. And so when I went into doc Ondar's to buy the dark saber, uh, so they tell you what the price is and you, you pay with it with the credit card. And then I, I gave the clerk, I, I went into this pouch and I gave the clerk some of these credits. And then same, same thing, you know, when you go into, when we went to Ogut's, uh, you know, you pay with a credit card for your actual food. And then on the, the tray, I left some credits for that person as well. And, and that's just a little bit of extra immersion. And other people were doing the same thing. Uh, one guy, he had Beskar ingots that he was, that he was passing out to some, some folks on the trip. So we were, we were trading. So I have this, I have this box of souvenirs from other people on the ship. Um, but that's that, that buy in that, that buying into the immersion and running with it is what makes it such a great experience. That's awesome. 
I actually know who I'm going to sucker in for us to go with. Okay. My boy, Jay, who has actually asked you questions uh, when you were doing the Mandalorian <laughs> Mercs things. Uh, he is, I wouldn't say he's a closet nerd, but he's pretty close to being okay. a closet nerd. And he constantly has Star Wars things and theories to bring up to me. Sure. So getting him to go. Oh, yeah. I've, I found my buddy. That's that's so. All right. I found one. Your turn. <laughs> You're gonna you're really gonna go without your son? No. Yes. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he'll. I'll bring him back another droid. I think he'll be cool with that. <laughs> no. I, I. Okay. All right. I. I will get. I will get to work on on somebody that. <laughs> I'll see if we can make this happen. But yeah. but it's it's uh, it like I said, it is it is really good. Um, I wish I was able to go earlier, but we wanted to go when my granddaughter was out of school, and that was just the first. That was the first, the only weekend that she didn't have a camp or something else going on. Makes sense. Uh, no, but like I, I said, I I would go early May is probably the latest I would go, and I would only go because it was May the fourth over May the fourth. But otherwise, I would go in like February when noted. it's when the when the when the highs are going to be in the, the you know the low seventies or the high sixties, and you can wear whatever costume you want. Um, that's if you're in a costuming. If you're not in a costuming, just wear shorts and sandals and go whatever. It's it's fabulous. Awesome. Well, you know what? I think this is a great place to wrap it up. So let's go awesome. ahead and wrap this up. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. So please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod or on our webpage, www.nerddnapod.com. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and I've been joined by the just super, I'm super, super jealous of him and super, super excited, Mr. David Perry. Uh, sir, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thanks again for having me. And have I mentioned we're going to Dragon Con? Oh my God, I knew you were going to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you and goodbye.